Warning, the Motion Picture Association of America requires that we inform you that this episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies contains massive spoilers that could ruin a first-time screening of the film covered in this episode. So, if you don't want to know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's that Goose in Top Gun, that is really Kaiser Sose at the end of The Usual Suspects, or that Bruce Willis was a the whole time in The Sixth Sense, then proceed with caution. Powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hi. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. Hey. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic, fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. All right. We are back. We're taking a little bit of a break, but we're right back in the groove. We've got a great program for you today. Mindy, what are we going to be talking about today? Today, we are going to be telling you all about our thoughts and feelings about the new Thor Love and Thunder movie. Nice. Just released in theaters, Marvel Studios' latest efforts. Mixed bags, I'm hearing across the board. People either love it or they hate it. It's very rare to hear a Marvel movie, especially one with such a prestige character, uh, be so divided. And it had such an amazing showing at the box office. So Yeah. Well, I mean, I think to the point of these Marvel movies, you just put, you slap Marvel Studios on it. It's like printing money at this point. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. This is our second chance we've seen with the director of this film. Uh, he was uh, uh, obviously the director of the first one, Thor Ragnarok, which was very interesting for me because I'd only known Thor from the first two films. The second film sucks. We don't talk about the second film, but the first one was which actually was pretty- the second one. Uh, Dark World. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, the funny thing is about the movies, though, especially the Thor movies, is they're so up or down. Like either people either love them or they hate them. And there's been two of them that people just flat out hated, and that was Dark World. But Ragnarok, we didn't see this in theaters. We saw this after the fact, and um, it was really, really funny. And it was, I mean, it had action in it too, and action beats. But I remember there was a lot of humor in it. Oh and, yeah, that was it's the funniest one to me. I think I enjoyed that one the most, really. Really. So this one, of course, you know, a lot of people say like Thor is supposed to be this god of thunder and badass and what have you. I think they don't understand that he also has, you know, the ability to make fun of himself and not take himself so damn seriously. And that's one of the things that I feel like these movies have to be very careful of. That perfect balance of of campy with you know epicness. And I feel like Taika Waititi does it perfectly. Uh, he gets he just hits that perfect sweet spot. So, what did you know? Obviously, I mean, you know Thor. I think he's your favorite character. But what did you know about this one going into it? Um, I knew that Natalie Portman. I'd seen some photos, you know, behind the scenes that Natalie Portman was going to be like also becoming Thor, which I was very curious about how that worked because I don't read any comic books. I don't know if this was in the comic books, but. 
I didn't know how that was going to work. Um, I knew from the trailer that there was at least one Guns N' Roses song. So I was very <laughs> I was happy to report that that is carried throughout the film. And I knew that Thor was going to be in, and that's really all I need to know. Between him and Captain America, it's a very close, I can't ever really decide if I, you know, but they're my two favorites. Mm -hmm. I think you like Captain America and Thor for equally different reasons. Like one is, yeah. Like one, you say, what was it you say? Like one's the boy next door who just happens to be on steroids and the other one is I've you never know, once this... said that, but thank you. <laughs> and the other one is this Greek god. He's a god, he's a literal god. <laughs> who who is pretty much probably the most good looking man alive, in my humble opinion. He's, I'm straight. He's and right I even up there. I'm straight, and I'll fly tell you, I've got a man crush. I mean, he is bloody hell. I mean, but I also for those who, who don't follow him on Instagram, watch his workouts. The man is a beast. He's a beast. <laughs> he's a beast in the gym. And I mean, like, he's doing things like I go for a light workout, like, you know, lift some weights. I, you know, work, I, I do some cardio. This guy starts at 8 a.m. and he's going till 3 p.m. Rope. He's got free weights. He's got cardio. I mean, it's giant tractor. Giant tractor tires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, he is a monster of a man. To be but, fair, like I say, it's his job to work out like yeah. your job is to go to your job but his job is to work out for his job so yeah. that's why he can do that for yeah you know six but, <laughs> but yeah he is a he is a absolutely just a beautiful beautiful a man beautiful beautiful beast yeah so that being said obviously from the trailers mm-hmm. we'll just go ahead and just cut right to the good stuff the long-awaited butt shot of thor what did you think <laughs> oh it was great <laughs> yeah so he goes to see the, I don't know, you remember what that place Omnip- is called. Omnipotent City. Yes. Omnipotent yeah. City, where all the other gods live to try and reason with Zeus to help him fight this battle. And Zeus gets pissed at him and he chains him up. And then he's like, let's see what you're wearing under that cloak. And he flicked and he flicked too hard and all of his clothes came off. And it was like, oh. And what I thought was hilarious was that all the women around Zeus like just dropped to the floor. They just fainted. They're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember you, looking over you. You had the, this Cheshire Cat grin on your face. I. I that is a hundred percent true. You would just sit there like this. Like I that, don't so. Think so. I know for a fact. I was watching. <laughs> I was getting pickled out of it. But no, it was fun and what have you. And yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with a little you know, male nudity every now and again. So yeah, go ahead. Tell us about the plot. See how close you were paying attention. I was paying attention. I have notes, man. <laughs> now I won't know their names. <laughs> so Christian Bale plays this character who becomes Gore. what? Gore, Gore, the God butcher. Gore, the God butcher. Yeah, I knew that. So he had him and his daughter were like starving in the desert she ends up dying. He's very sad. He finally gets to this, you know, oasis in the middle of the desert, finds his God who he had been praying to. And he's like, what the hell, man? And he's like, oh, yeah, like, we're not here to help you guys. I don't know why, why you worship us. You know, we just do what we want. And he was like, oh, really? And all of a sudden, this other guy had just they had just killed this other guy who was trying to kill him. This magical sword pops up and comes into his hand and he becomes the, the God butcher and he kills his God everybody else there and he makes it his mission to just kill all the gods because he's like well if these guys are just 
out for themselves, then I'm just going to kill them all and be done with it because yeah. I'm mad that my daughter died and I'm sad and I'm taking it out on the world. Yeah. So he just goes from realm to realm killing gods and you know zeus over in an omnipotent city was like oh it's fine he can't get here it's fine i'm not even worried about it we're not we're not gonna go help anybody you know we're a bunch of jerks and even when thor and them came and tried to ask him for help um he was like no not gonna do it so yeah so basically it's the god butcher against thor and then lady thor mighty mighty thor yep (laughs) mighty thor yeah she was like don't call me lady thor and a couple of other people. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Let's just start with the beginning. We jump, we pick up right after Endgame, and we see that Thor is hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, that's is, true. Which was very interesting. Um, a lot of people talking about that one. We're not going to get too much into it because that's a totally different kind of movie and all together. But I will say this: the way they kind of segue fat Thor into muscular Thor was very, very well done. It's like a a, a one minute scene of him working out, losing all the weight, and getting back to being, <laughs> yeah. you know, the golden god. Yeah, it was and like a mini Rocky montage where it really he was fit, to guns and to guns and roses music. To guns and roses music. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, though, I will give a whole minute to this. Is Natalie Portman? Natalie Portman was awesome in this movie. Now I've been a fan of her since she was a kid because of Leon the Professional, but to see her you know, winning a Academy Award for Black Swan and not doing this. She's amazing. And she got ripped for this movie. Like she was jacked and she, she pulled it off, man. I was, I was skeptical and she made me a believer. Yeah. She, she was, was really she, awesome and badass yeah. and mm-hmm. just as good as Thor. And even Thor was like, what? <laughs> Tell <laughs> us about uh, her, why she became Thor. Do you remember that? Yeah, so this is, it spelled out a lot in the film, because I was like, how does she, this scientist, physicist, Mm -hmm. like super scientist, go from that to being Thor? I didn't understand that. So when we pick up back with her, she had developed like stage four cancer, and she was going through chemo, and it was making her really weak. Well, she was like, you know, modern medicine isn't working, and modern science isn't working for me. You know, she wasn't ready to die yet, so she was looking at alternative healing powers and remembered i don't know how to say it mew mew or whatever Mjolnir. yeah that one yeah thor's old hammer that had been broken into a billion pieces it was in new asgard which is like a touristy spot now which was kind of funny (laughs) so she goes to visit it and it calls to her and then it pieces itself back together and is like here you go do you remember why no okay there was a scene (laughs) there was a scene in there that was that thor put an enchantment on the hammer Oh, yes, I do. Always look after her and make sure she's okay. Yeah, like they did a flashback when they were together before, and he was like, always look after her and take care of her. And then when she showed up to to look at it, it was like, oh, hey, I remember you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help. We learn later the hammer becomes hers. She's worthy. She's wielding it. She's helping. She's becoming a superhero, trying to come up with her own catchphrases. Not very well, but she's trying. And what we learn later is that every time she uses the hammer, it's actually crippling her. It's taking away her her powers, and she's becoming weaker and weaker. So mm-hmm. because it's it's feeding off of her and not letting her body heal the cancer. Yeah. So let's talk about Russell Crowe. Probably for me, the weakest link in the movie. I I love Russell Crowe. I'm a massive fan of his work, but I felt like he just felt so like. 
you could tell he was basically Russell Crowe playing Russell Crowe. Because yeah. Because he was, it, it was, he had, it, it looked like he just had no <laughs> give about this one. He, he was like, he did I'm not here. work out and look like a god, that's for sure. He was yeah. like, big Russell Crowe, like, that's not who you imagine. That's not what you imagine when you think of Zeus Almighty, God of Gods. Like, yeah. he was like out of shape, just phoning it in. You know who I thought was going to play Zeus? Because I knew Zeus was going to be in this movie. I didn't know it was Russell Crowe. You know who I actually thought it was? Brad Pitt. Oh, that would have been I thought, awesome. I thought Brad Pitt was going to play Zeus, but I was, again, wrong. But Shucks. I, I'd be sitting, he would have been a perfect Zeus. I concur. He would have been much yeah. better. Sorry, Russell Crowe. <laughs> But um, to see Zeus be this free, caring, doesn't really care about world problems, self-serving, you know, omnipotent, pretty much the most powerful of all the of all the gods, it was very just dis- dis- I don't know where it is. It just didn't sit well with me. It was like, really, this sucks. And I think that was their point. Like it was, their yeah. point was these gods are all sitting up care. high and they don't yeah. care about real people. And that was the point they were yeah. trying to make. But yeah. even Thor went to him and was like, oh yeah, don't worry. Zeus, yeah. we're going to talk to Zeus and everything's going to be fine. And then it was like, what? You don't want to help us. You're going to stay here in your big, you know, palace in the sky or wherever. All right. So we won't talk about the end credits yet because I want to say that for the end, but let's talk to you. Let's talk about your notebook. Let's go to the notebook. <laughs> So, obviously, if you haven't guessed by now, I'm a huge Guns N' Roses fan. That is true, folks. Very excited. So, I knew... (laughs) Don't cry for me tonight. (laughs) Um, So, I knew it was in the trailer, and I was hoping they were going to have more songs. So, they did. I I counted at least three songs uh, in pivotal moments, in fact. Paradise City. Oh, Welcome to the Jungle. Paradise City something else and November rain, which is my favorite song that was like played during like the pivotal final battle scene, which I thought was amazing. So I wrote down that guns and roses. Um, I also wrote down some funny things. So they were over in new Asgard and what's the lady warrior name? Valkyrie. Valkyrie. I never remember that. She was doing like an old spice commercial, which was kind of weird. That was kind of funny. And then, as they had done previously in a different Thor movie, Matt Damon comes back for a cameo, and him and what's that other actor's name? Why don't you look at that? Don't, uh, it's Luke Hemsworth. Oh, Luke Hemsworth, the lesser-known yeah. Hemsworth. Okay, so yeah. they're doing this scene where they're playing Loki and Thor, and which reenacting. Is, which is funny because the the genius casting of Matt Damon. Is that he's played Loki in Dogma, which is just brilliant if you if you if you think about it. Yes, and then Melissa McCarthy comes in and plays Sam Neill. Oh, and Sam Neill was in it, yeah. yeah. And then Melissa McCarthy comes in and she plays their sister that was in the last movie, Hella. Hella. Yeah. And it was just a really funny little sketchy bit. Um, so I wrote that down. Also. The screaming goats. <laughs> it's so weird. So Thor and his buddies from the galax- uh, galaxy, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, galaxy show up to help this, you know, problem because their, you know, castle or their Ship? cathedral. No, it was like their place of worship. And they defeat the bad guys. And to thank them, he gives them these two giant goats. But they're like those screaming goats, like... What I always imagine when I see screaming goats is that 
Taylor Swift spoof. <laughs> 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 I know yeah. trouble. I knew it was trouble when we walked in. Yeah. Uh, so those just get carried throughout. So they like bring the goats on the ship. They're tearing everything apart. And then when the Guardians of the Galaxy leave, they leave the goats with Thor. And then when they decide they need a ship to get to this other world where the God Butcher had stolen some Asgardian children, they bring the goats and they like steer the ship, <laughs> which was really fun. So they're just screaming goats throughout the movie, which I thought was really funny. So we're going to talk about those two post-credit scenes. We're going to talk about the first one before we get to the fun one. And the first one is uh, is actually the very last one in the movie, but we'll just say it first, is to see uh, Jane Foster arrive at Valhalla, which is the where the where the brave soldiers you know will reside for all eternity, and to see her being um, greeted by Heimdall. So to see her be greeted by Heimdall, and he's like, thank you for looking after my son, and what have you, you know, welcome to Valhalla. I thought that was really cool. And it, for, for people who are veterans, it's a very special thing about Bob. We won't get into that because it's a whole different conversation. But it was very, very cool to see that. And uh, I can't wait to see, you know, maybe in the future movies, maybe they actually get to go to Valhalla. That'd be kind of cool. But let's talk about the second, <laughs> the first of the deleted scenes. So, spoiler alert, Russell Crowe survives his encounter with Thor. And Even though he about, throws his own thunderbolt through his chest, he yeah. somehow miraculously survives. I guess well, he's Zeus. God. Yeah. can't need to be killed by his own weapon. So you see um, Russell Crowe, you see Zeus bitching and moaning about wanting to wage war on the humans, which is going to lead into the next set of films. And he's talking to someone off camera. And you're like, huh, I don't know who he's talking to. And finally he turns. Well, he says Hercules. Yeah, it's like he finally says his name Hercules. And the camera pans to and Who is playing Hercules? He's here, he's there, he's every there, Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, the theater went crazy. People were so excited. So, yeah, no, the theater went crazy. Was so Everyone was so happy. And I, <laughs> and he's just sitting there, and you just wanted him to go, like that, but he I didn't. did. That's exactly what I said. Cause he said, <laughs> I'm on it or you got a dad or whatever. But yeah. he said, he said a line and I was like, man, I wish he would have just grunted like Roy Kent yeah. did. <laughs> we'll be like, oi. 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 So, but no, I was, I remember that was the one thing I took away. Like we were walking to the car and I'm like, we were singing the whole Roy Kent chant all the way to the car. It was so great. And uh, from what I hear, I actually was telling Mindy about this yesterday. Um, certain theaters in the UK, apparently that's a lot of, you know, soccer fans there. And apparently they were all singing in theater when uh, Brett Goldstein showed up in in the thing and they started singing the Roy Kent song. So I think yeah, you mean football fans. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, is like I said, it shows you the true power, just how big um, Ted Lasso has become. It's become, Indeed. you know. Indeed. Yeah. So with that being said, we talked about all the good stuff. I want one more thing. I do want to add before I forget. Christian Bale was awesome in this movie. Absolutely yes. awesome. He and was it amazing. Just goes to show you, like. In the 50s and 60s, you had your, you know, your your icons, you had your Richard Burton, you had your oh Marlon Brandos and stuff like that. Christian Bale, we are living in a very, very special time when we have Christian Bale in movies because he is, in my opinion, in the top three best actors working today, hands down. And to see him at finally enter the MCU and and be a bad guy, which everyone was like playing against Ty because they love seeing Christian Bale kick ass and be a good guy. Oh man, it was so cool. He just, I, I would, and then they're not going to give awards for, for Marvel movies, but he deserved one. He was so good in this movie. I agree. He was very, very good in this. Yeah. All right. Well, that being said, let's talk about our 
famous rating system. You ready, Mindy? I am. All right, what's one star? Bloody awful. Two stars? Bloody uninspired. Three stars? Bloody average. Four stars? Bloody brilliant. And five stars? Bloody marvelous. All right, well, I will start. I thought the movie was inspired. I there were there was there were parts of it that I absolutely loved. I thought that uh, seeing the opening scenes, I'm not a big Guardians of the Galaxy fan, but seeing him interact with them was really cool. Seeing Thor be omnipotent himself, like I am Thor, you know, kneel before me, all that stuff, because he just realizes this is how powerful he really is. And I actually truly believe he is the most powerful of all the Avengers. I know Mindy will say Mr. Captain Marvel, but I will disagree. Uh, to see him be omnipotent of himself and actually, you know, be that that legendary Thor that everybody hears about. And then to see him just kick ass in the movie. The movie itself suffers from a very weak second act, which I think killed all momentum of the movie. Um, but overall, I give it three. Three stars. Bloody average. Bloody average. Okay. Yeah. All, right. all right. Well, I... I just think I love going to the movies more than you do. I like watching movies. So it takes a lot for me to give something a bad score, but I thought this movie was pretty great. So uh, I loved the soundtrack. I would probably buy the soundtrack. You own all the songs. Yeah, I probably don't need to. I probably already own all the songs separately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the soundtrack was awesome. Christian Bale was awesome. Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, amazing. Just, I thought it was great. It was funny. It was emotional. Um, it had all, it, it checked all the right boxes. So I'm giving it four stars. Bloody brilliant. You know, it's funny, real fast, you say about the soundtrack. Remember the Ragnarok, it was all Zeppelin tunes. Oh, and now, yeah. And this movie, it's all Guns N' Roses. So yeah. In fact, even one of the kids wants to be called Axel, remember? That's right. Uh, yeah. Heimdall's kid wanted to be yeah, called no. Axel. And he was like, no, your father named you an amazing name. Astrid, that's what I will call you. And he was like, no, I'm <laughs> going to be called Axel. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, we want to, of course, let you know about our new store we have over on Public. So if you go to DerekDevalshire.com, go to the left side under the banner of merch, and you will find a special link that will take you directly to our store on TeePublic. We've got magnets, stickers, we've got mugs, a personally curated collection of t-shirts that both me and Mrs. Duval picked out ourselves. So be sure to go over there. We want to thank our partners over at TeePublic. On behalf of myself and Mrs. Duval, I want to say to each and every one of you, be safe, be well. You keep listening to these. We'll keep making them. Until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you at, at the movies, movies planet, planet Earth. Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duval Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvalShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duval Show.